Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. It is our second episode of the week, episode number 56 of Four Future Considerations. This is The OT. I am John Rashad, and joining me as always, my good friends, Manny and Matt. Guys, how are you doing? Rashad! We're good, Rashad. Is your head getting shinier since the last time we did this? Like, did you... Did you shine it up? Well, I showered. Oh, okay. Yeah, you gotta shower once or twice a week, you know. Yeah, yeah, put a little topsoil on there. I like it. <laughs> a little mulch. Looks good, Matt. How's it going, buddy? Good, good. What's going on with you? Where are you right now? I don't even recognize where you're sitting. Uh, I'm still in uh, Tampa Bay celebrating Tom Brady's 44th birthday. Oh, so. yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, you guys just chewing on some topsoil? Is that... Uh, <laughs> this avocado the, the, ice cream. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the cake was just made out of kale. Is that what it was? <laughs> I have never eaten kale in my life, and I don't plan to start. Really? No, I've never had it. Wow. I don't think I've had it. You, I've had it. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's supposed to be good for you. Oh, we could all get hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> you eat as healthy as you want. Like, why would you have go for that? Have you have you had any of the plant based foods yet? No, I haven't actually. Like the no, I've never done one of the the plant based burgers or the bean burgers or anything like that. Yeah, neither have I. I do want to try it. You do? I just have an issue. Uh, yeah, I just have an issue though, paying like seven or eight dollars for just the burger. Have you not had yeah. regular beef, like a prime rib? Like, why would why would you n- change, like? A steak. True. Why would you change that? <laughs> I need to adjust a little bit more as bird seed. I feel like my my bird seed intake is a little bit low. <laughs> oh man, we've just offended all the health nuts here on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Didn't take long. Well, that'll be fine. They'll live to be 106, and we'll be dead when we're right? 60. So they'll have the last yeah. laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember those guys in that podcast I used to listen to that are all dead now? (laughs) Whatever happened to those guys? They weren't even that good. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, hey, we we have already made people angry today. We were going at each other this past uh, week, so make sure you check out episode 55 for the baseball, football, basketball, hockey, gymnastics debates that we'd had, and join in the conversation as well. Yeah, uh, we talked a lot in the last episode. Go back, have a listen, wherever you're listening to this podcast or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We invite you to pull up a chair, join us at the bar. That's what we're going for here is uh, be be part of the group and just talking sports or pop culture or anything else. If you don't like Post Malone's new song, maybe you like Calvin Harris's new song. Uh, yeah, and, w- and while you're at the table, do you mind picking up the tab? yeah please and in this edition of the ot we're going to talk some hockey with a special guest 
Our guest is a native of Ottawa, Ontario, six feet, 175 pounds. This forward was a second round pick of the Windsor Spitfires in 2019. Known for his skating, his motor, his physical play, and his attitude, he was picked in the sixth round, 166th overall by the Detroit Red Wings in last month's entry draft. Now he is looking to light up the Ontario Hockey League. Please welcome to For Future Considerations, Pasquale Zito. Pasquale, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on being drafted by the Red Wings. Great to have you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, what, what's it like to get drafted by one of the original six? Well, obviously, it's a huge honor being drafted by the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, couldn't imagine going anywhere else and very honored and proud to, uh, to now be a Red Wing. I'm uh, down here in Windsor, born and raised Red Wings fan, so excited to see your name come up and also excited to, to tell Manny and Pasquale, now part of the Iser plan that, oh, uh, that's continuing to, <laughs> to sweep the nation. Um, what, was, what was draft day like for you? Uh, where were you? Who were you around? And, and what was it like when the phone rang? Uh, so I was around my family, obviously. Um, you know, they've been a big part of my success in hockey. Um, Obviously, I was a little anxious and nervous on draft day. I guess everybody was, you know, something that every kid and teenager, you know, dreamed of. And um, being drafted to the Red Wings and hearing my name called and, and getting a call after from the organization was, was a huge thrill. And i um, very excited I went there. And I know that uh, they're a young team right now on the rebuild. So hopefully in a couple of years, crack that lineup and uh, – hopefully, you know, have a chance at a Stanley Cup one day with that team. So it's amazing to uh, to be drafted there. Who 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 was it from the Red Wings that called you? Uh, Mr. Harper, he's, uh, he was a scout there. Um, so it's, it's, it's amazing that he called. Uh, obviously, I had a couple phone calls with him. So I was really happy. What was the rest of the day like? Did you have a big party afterwards? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I had... Uh, I had a little party just uh, with my family at home. I uh, had a couple buddies over as well. Um, you know, everyone was stoked. I mean, especially not having a year under my belt last year and, and still being selected by, you know, an original six team. Um, obviously, it's just really exciting. I mean, I've dreamed of it my whole life. And for it to come to reality now is, uh, is obviously a huge honor. Yeah, you talk about uh, this past year and, and not having a chance to, to play. When going into the draft and, and spending your time in, in the summer there, how did you see this year uh, kind of playing out with your, your NHL um, prospects or, or talking to teams and trying to get a feel of, of where teams were looking based on your, your history in the league? Yeah, well, obviously it was hard for scouts to, uh, to take a good look at me. Obviously watching a lot of video of me and um, you know, it's obviously hard for them not knowing what I've been doing this off season, but I guess with the uh, Zoom calls and them keeping up with me and me letting them know and informing them that I'm always working hard and trying to get better and, and I'm in the gym five to six times a week on the ice five to six times a week. So, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, um, I, di- I thought I did well my rookie year, um, you know, being on the ice a certain amount of time and, and getting my opportunity. I thought I had a good first year and I think that you know, um, I got in a lot better, or a lot better, sorry, and and faster in uh, this off season. I put on some weight, um, so I think that at the end of the day, it came down to uh, Detroit kind of liking my game, and uh, you know, I sent a couple of vids in there too. So 
Um, they got to see my progress this off season, which I thought that they they probably liked, and 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 they're believing in me this year to uh, to have a good year. So I guess that's how it kind of came down. So you were in the gym five six times a week for the last fifteen months. Is that about right? Yeah, well, I was I was pretty fortunate to uh, like when the pandemic was closed. Um, you know, I got in at home. Uh, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough that, you know, my gym was actually open during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, I got on the ice a couple of times here and there with, uh, with some guys. So I, was, I was happy. But uh, I'd say during the pandemic, I was on a little less on the ice. But uh, as, as things kind of progressively um, opened up, I, I got on a lot more. But for sure, when the pandemic happened, I was in the gym five, six times a week trying to stay in shape and, and uh, put on some body mass. So how much bigger are you? So I put on about six pounds now, or about seven, yeah, six or seven pounds. So I'm at 180, 181. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that right now. I mean, um, it was hard for me to put on weight. I mean, as a guy who's always burning calories, it doesn't it doesn't really stick. So um, I'm happy now it's sticking and I'm getting bigger. And I guess uh, my maturity level is going up, I guess, being older. How difficult was this past year for you uh, not being able to play in in meaningful hockey games for 15 months or so? Oh, she sucked. It was it was horrible. I mean, uh, <laughs> I can't like it was like, you couldn't even imagine. It was like a nightmare not being able to have a season. I mean, everyone looks forward to uh, you know the off season going down in, in August and, and having a training camp and obviously not playing those games. Uh, really did hurt you know I lost a year in the OHL and for scouts to see um but you know what I'm, I'm just looking forward to this year you know you can't change the past but you can change the future so just looking forward to a big year in winter this year and I know we're going to be a good team so just got to prove uh prove uh, that uh that I'm a good hockey player next year and that uh, the, the Red Wings made a good choice on selecting me Great attitude, great attitude. Pasquale Zito, our guest. So who were you on the ice with? Would we know anybody that you were playing with as you prepped for the season and the draft? Uh, yeah, I, was, I mean, I was on with uh, a couple guys from Next Generation Hockey. There was uh, a couple guys like who went in this draft, uh, Lockhart, uh, McTavish, uh, Brant Clark, a couple guys from, from Ottawa. I was on with Isaac Enright. A uh, bunch of good group of O3s just on the ice trying to get better every day. So um, those are some Ontario Hockey League boys as well who are from Ottawa. So just on the ice with those guys. What did you learn from from skating with some of those guys? I mean, you're, the couple of the names that you're rhyming off there are our first round NHL draft picks uh, this year. What did you pick up from from just playing with them? I mean, it's, it's, uh, they're, they're at the rink every day as well. They're, you know, everyone's trying to get better. Um Everyone's competing to uh, to get better, and we do a lot of drills where you, you battle drill and you kind of like pick up a little things here and there from those guys. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's just trying to get get better and compete, and and everyone's there to, to work hard. So I mean, the work ethic from everybody is on the same page, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy to get on with those guys and, and compete. And the Detroit Red Wings like that too. Did you know that Detroit was interested in you? How many times did you talk to them before the draft? How many teams did you talk to before the draft? You know what? I was I was pretty confident going in the draft. I had several amount of interviews with a uh, with different teams. I was probably at uh, the twenty range with interviews with uh, with some, the, some teams. Uh, Detroit was actually um, a team that I knew that was interested in me. 
Um, you know, I talked to the, the scout there um, around Christmas time. Um, you know, I, I, he hadn't reached back to me in a while. And right before the draft, he, he called me and I uh, had a good conversation with him. He, he liked my game and I felt uh, that we had a good conversation. So I, I had a feeling that maybe if, if I went somewhere, it would be the Red Wings. And you know what? I'm very happy to be there. And um, I know I'm not going to let them down and I'm continuing to get better, bigger, faster and stronger. And, and uh, you know, I think hopefully in a couple of years, the people are going to start to realize that, uh, you know, it's one of the steals in this draft this year. So I'm looking forward to it. Is it too soon to uh, to know what the Red Wings' plans are for you over the le- next little bit? Have you had that kind of discussion, or uh, are they um, at this point just uh, getting a plan ready for you? You know what? Uh, they haven't really talked about uh, what what it's looking like. I know Stevie Y is uh, is obviously one of the better GMs in the league, and he knows what he's doing. So just got to trust uh, trust the process and, and see where he's where he wants to do with the team, but. Uh, um, you know, I know that I've been talking to uh, the player development guys there in Detroit. They have a plan for me. I've uh, been in contact with them. Uh, they're going to be in contact with uh, my speed coach down here, my skills coach. So they obviously, they're not joking around here in Detroit. They, uh, they're getting to the point and, and they know what uh, that I need to work on. So they're, they're coming up with a plan for me, which is, which is good. They didn't pick you just to be nice, uh, no, <laughs> to, to do you a favor. <laughs> they they, they picked me not to joke around, so I'm, I'm, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm there for. You know, it's, it's a job at the day now, and, and I'm very excited for it. Hashtag Iser plan, right oh, there, man. Matt? That's, that's the worst hashtag ever. And you Come hear on. how this kid's talking? This is a winner. This is uh, a winged wheel this is exactly what we, what uh, Red Wings fans are looking for. I believe Pasquale Zito is going to be the steal of the draft. I know he's talking about it, but for Red Wings fans who don't know your game, how would you describe it? I'm a very energetic player. Um, I'm an emotional player for sure. I like getting in those dirty areas. Uh, I'm a team first guy. Um, you know, when I go to the rink, um, it's all seriousness. I mean, there's jokes on the side here and there, but as soon as I step on the ice or in the gym, it's, it's go time for me. I mean, uh, whether it's working out, whether it's stretching, like it doesn't matter what it is. I'm going there to work. And, you know, I didn't make a sacrifice to leave home and, and, and go to Windsor to, to joke around. You know, I'm, I'm there to work and to get better. And I'm going to bring that to uh, to Detroit in the future. So that, that's the type of guy that I am and uh, a very energetic player who likes to get in those dirty areas, shoot the puck and, and make plays. Who would you say you modeled your game after? I think I'm out of my game like uh, Matthew could on the, on the Flames. Oh, so you you like it when everybody's mad at you. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, they get in their face here and there. I think that uh, it's a good thing, you know, get them off their game and, and, and kind of uh, build off energy from that. I, I love it. So Hey, they, they don't boo nobodies, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, I know you're good friends with Wyatt Johnston. He got picked in this draft too. How much have you guys talked since the draft and how much trash talking is there? Well, you know what? He's, he's going up to Traverse City um, for, the, for, the, for the camp there. Uh, we've been kind of joking around here and there about, uh, you know, what's going to happen, you know, who's, uh, who's going to perform better here and there. And you know, I love Johnny. He's such a great kid. And, you know, uh, Dallas is very lucky to have a guy like him, obviously, in the, in, in the organization. Um, 
but you know we've been going at it back and forth before the draft and after the draft and you know I'm proud of him he's, he's a great guy and uh, he's another leader too and and uh, hopefully next year we could click on a line together and uh, and be and, and be a, a threat in, in the league next year together. Yeah, now that the league does have uh, scheduled out and dates and, and all of that, I'm sure circled throughout your calendar. How excited are you to get back on the ice with the guys and get into training camp and uh, and all that stuff and get a season going? Very excited. I mean, uh, suck last year not playing, so I guess a lot more people are excited. And, um, you know, I, I still have sometimes nerves going into Windsor next year. I mean, like the nerves, uh, I love having them because it just motivates me and, and makes me play harder and better. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all, honestly, it's a, it's a new year next year. You know, we have a new coach going in. Um, so the teams, it's a brand new team. Um, you know, a lot of guys left and we got a new, a couple new signings. So, I mean, should be good. And, and I'm very excited to, uh, to put on the Spitz jersey again for sure next year. I know a lot of people are excited to see you in a Spitz jersey. Like, how do you think the team will do? Like, you know, you talked about the new coach and some new faces. How do you think the team will do? You know what? I think I think the older players and the returning players, uh, you know, we know what we're doing, and uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna teach the young guys that uh, you know it's all seriousness. It's the next level of their career as well. And I think that uh, Bill Bowler is doing an amazing job in Windsor, and and uh, Frank, and, and we have we have, honestly, I think we have one of the better organizations in the OHL, even from you know our our uh, our equipment guys, our trainers there, like. From from bottom up, it's 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 incredible, and everyone's a, everyone's a team. We're all family there. Um, everyone treats each other so well, and you know when when you do those little things, um, you know you become closer and you, and you all bond together. And uh, you know, like those teams, when you when, when you feel so close to each other, and, and it's like family. Those teams that end up winning, you know, they they go to war for each other. They'll do anything for each other. So um, I think next year we're we're gonna be a very good team. Where are you looking to improve your game uh, next season once season, once games actually get going? Uh, well, hopefully, uh, you know, by next year, um, you know, as soon as we get our coach, hopefully they, they come up with a good plan. I'm, I'm looking to improve my game by, you know, obviously getting into a leadership role on the team, uh, you know, trying to get better by, you know, working harder every day, go there every day. Um, I've been working on my on my skating this year, trying to get faster, more explosive. So, just going in next year and, and looking forward to uh, to just being a threat on the ice and and uh, hopefully trying to you know win games for our team. Pasquale Zito is our guest. Last couple of questions for the Windsor Spitfire forward, and now Detroit Red Wings forward after being drafted in July's entry draft. By the way, did you ever get across to Detroit when you were in Windsor? Did you ever get to a Red Wings game? No, actually, I haven't. Like, I, I haven't been. Well, like, the only time I've, I've really been in Detroit was uh, going to, like, play Flint or Saginaw when we crossed the Ambassador's Bridge. But uh, I've been uh, I've been down to the Ambassador's Bridge where the uh, where the keg is downtown Windsor and just looking across at all the all the all the lights down there is crazy. And it just looks like a, a fun city to, to be in. And, you know, hopefully uh, I could get there or get down there soon and, and check out the city for sure. Yeah, when they open that border, the Red Wings games, right, around the agenda for for next year. Um, have you have you had any time to have some fun this summer? Like going to the going to the rink, going to the gym five six times a week. I mean, 
obviously you, you fit some time in for for quick little golf games here and there. I'm, I'm a big golfer. I like golfing on the on the odd time and uh, been going to Calypso. I mean, Calypso is a water park, which is which is pretty fun. I mean, uh, when it's when it's nice weather, obviously you get down there with a couple of buddies, go on some slides, and uh, it, it's fun. I mean, Ottawa's a nice little place too, so it's it's good. How's the golf game? Well, I'm I'm happy about it right now. I've just broken I just broke into the 80s, so so I'm loving it right now. Attaboy, who's the best golfer on the spits? <laughs> Next to you, player. of course. Next That's to you, player. uh. I mean, I think we're all we're all evenly up there. But I think uh, a good player is Kyle McDonald. He's a good player. He's he's uh he's got a bomb of a of a drive. Um, you know, it's not really fair when he's driving two fifty, three hundred, and he's just he's almost getting it on the green. He's just chipping for uh he's going for like a for a par. I mean, if his putting game was a little bit better, obviously he'd be like a drive. <laughs> he's really good. It's probably easier to answer who's the wor- answer who's the worst golfer on the team. Well, Maggio for sure. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have Maj on the pod too. See what he says about that. We're gonna get him to say yeah. that. You, you can let him know I said that too. I think he wouldn't disagree with you. <laughs> he's, he's just a brutal golfer. <laughs> All right, when's uh, when's Red Wings rookie camp? Um, I think it's the fourteenth uh, of September. Well, you've got a few more weeks to prep, but uh, we appreciate you coming on the podcast and congratulations again. Looking forward to seeing you in Windsor soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me out here. Pasquale Zito of the Windsor Spitfires and a draft pick of the Detroit Red Wings. Big thanks to Pasquale for joining us on the show. Great to have him. John, was that enough mention of the uh, Iser plan for you? Yeah, that was good. That was uh, very well done. (laughs) Listen, I I like the... uh, I like what he's doing. I like what Stevie Y is doing in Detroit. I don't know if I like the uh-huh. hashtag Iser plan, though. Well, it's not for you. Like, you got to come up with something better. That's not for you. <laughs> yeah, kind of like plant-based foods. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now it's time to go into the mailbag as we have another listener Ooh. question. And again, you can email us topics, suggestions, and your own hot takes at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. And uh, this is from Troy in Michigan, and uh, I have no idea how to say where he's from. Do you guys know this? Oh, he's oh. from Ipsy. Ipsilanti. Ipsilanti. Yes, I knew that. (laughs) This is good. We're getting email questions from the States. Yeah, this is fantastic. I want an email question from the space station. Can we get that happening? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We got a guy up there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We got a connection. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is good. Michigan, Wisconsin. I want the space station next. Uh, and so uh, Troy says, hey, guys, I know Manny and Matt are big Tigers fans. What do you guys think of the comments this week from Chris Illich about uh, the spending big in the offseason? Do you guys think it'll happen? And who would you want them to spend money on? I, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I don't necessarily believe Chris Illich uh, when, when he talks quite yet because uh, we haven't really seen a ton. I don't really feel great about the guy who would be making those decisions of who to sign big in Alavila. So I'm going to say that they're not going to spend a ton. 
Yes. Do they need to improve in several areas as they continue on? Absolutely. They need to start getting some bats. They need to start loading up a little bit on that that infield, especially. Uh, I don't know what the answer is at second base. I don't know what the answer is at short. If Jamer Candelario is going to be playing third base and in a couple of years Spencer Torkelson's playing first or flipped around, I mean, that's fine. Uh, I don't really love the outfield. I don't think the bullpen's very good. So, yeah, there's a lot to spend on. Is this the time for the, the Tigers to make a splash? Absolutely not. So I would love to get a guy, but I feel like the my concern is that the guy you're going to have to get is going to have to get a big contract because you're going to want him there for when they're good and they're not going to be good for a few years so like you're talking a seven eight year deal for for some of these guys and i'm always leery of those so uh i don't think they're going to spend big uh they've got a lot of places that they need to improve and they got to start putting the, the foot down on the pedal to start getting some guys instead of some placeholders but now is not the time i think they're going to spend big I really do. And I think they're probably going to overpay. Like Matt said, I totally agree that. But I think they're going to look to add two big names this offseason and then two big names the following offseason and try to fast track this sort of three-year plan. Right? I, I think they're sort of thinking that they could win in three years and it's going to take them two offseasons of spending money to add those bats. Like this is a great offseason for shortstops. Which shortstop do you like? Do you like Seeger? Do you like Correa? Do you like Story? Um, I can see them making a move there, but I can also see them overpaying to secure the services of one of those guys. Yeah, uh, I'm concerned with the idea of, of the three-year window. And for me, that comes from, you know, you're, you're going to be, when, when are you going to be good? When, when is this team going to have the pieces here right now to add from? Uh, as far as where this team is, and you try to envision what this team is going to look like when they're a playoff team. Casey Mize would be here. Tarek Skrubel would be here. Uh, you know, as far as in the offense, I would assume a Candelario is probably going to be there. I'm not sure that there's anybody else on this team that's going to be there in three or four years when this team is starting to get good. And in three or four years, Riley Green's 23, Spencer Torkelson's 24. Uh, are are they ready yet? I don't think the Tigers' window is even approached yet. I don't. Th- I think this is a five six year window. So you may want to hurry it around because the White Sox are good in the Central. The Indians stink. The Twins stink. The, the Royals stink. So sure, you could probably finish second place and maybe start you know banging on a, a wild card spot because you're in a bad division. If that's what you're escalating it for, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't think there's more than three pieces on this team right right now and in three years time that are going to be championship type teams i think torque and green are going to be here in three years but you you said it i think there's two reasons why they're going to fast track this competition in the division stinks so your window opens a little bit there and the other thing is i think they want to add some big names before they have to pay casey mize because his contract's going to come up very, very soon. And if you don't want to balloon your payroll, you can keep him on that rookie deal or a slightly cheaper deal and and pay somebody else big bucks. 
to try yeah, to put I you mean, over the top. Casey Mize is arbitration eligible in 2004. He's technically not a, a free agent until 2000 and, uh, 2024. Uh, he's technically not a free agent until 2027. So that's six years before he, he's he's going to get a, a monster deal, and and that only put and that puts him at 30. Uh, so he's going to get a huge deal when he becomes a free agent. So. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're trying to accumulate pieces here, I don't know that the free agent market is where you find a 24, 25 year old guy that's going to be the same age as everybody coming up. You know, you're you're going to sign a, a Carlos Correa, you know, and he was a guy that that Manny, you and I were talking about. Uh, over the last couple of days, uh, as a as a potential target, whether you like him or not, I mean he's 26, almost 27 now. So in that Tiger window, if you're saying 20, 2026 is the Tiger window, he's now 32, 33. You're going to be paying him a ton, but over that window of time, are you going to be able to find enough guys and and pay what I think Chris Illich wants to pay for a payroll to be that good? Um, a little bit of a sidebar question. Do the Illiches still own Little Caesars? Yes. Yes, they do. Well, they came up with the pizza portal in the last year, so I have full confidence in whatever the Illich family wants to do. <laughs> Is that so? Genius. They have, they have revolutionized. Here's, here's, the, pr- here's <laughs> the problem with the sports side of uh, Illich Holdings. It's Illich Holdings wants to hold on to the money they're making from the pizza portal and not necessarily put it into baseball anymore. Oh, that's depressing, but at least I'll have something good to eat while I'm watching their, <laughs> their teams implode, I guess. The food's always good at Comerica. It's yeah. always good at Comerica. Thanks for the question, Troy. Good debate. Yeah, very good. These, uh, these guys from the U.S., eh? Well thought out question. Yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, that's a wrap on another edition of the OT. Yeah, remember to follow us on social media to find out what's happening all week throughout the week. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, at For Future Considerations. Again, we want to thank our sponsors for this episode. Again, London Awnings, quality that shows. And Shane Topolovic and Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training, nutrition, and oh, if he's at the bar, the bar table, you better, you better make sure that your wallet's ready to go because his is always left in the car. Do you think he has likes plant-based food? We got to ask him that. Yeah, I I, I think so. I think he, he's going to be on one side of the fence or the other. He's going to be okay with it, or he's going to think that it's it's a joke and you should just come work out at Next Level Athletics and that's how you're really going to improve yourself. <laughs> I think he already <laughs> thinks that no matter what. I just don't know yeah. if he likes if he likes a good steak or if he likes a kale sure. steak or kale. whatever. <laughs> well, he's he's a meat eater if anybody else is. You said meat eater, not man eater, right? Like meat eater. Right, right, meat right. Eater. Got it. Okay. Enjoy your weekend, everyone, and thanks for listening to For Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their MO for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.